Attention, attention, my black brothers. What I want y'all to do right now is take out the do-rag. The silky ties down. I want to see the waves glistening. If you got nappy hair, pick it. Don't let nobody discourage you. Black boy, All right, y'all. So do y'all think that you can introduce your partners to your family and friends if they've done like sex work? I had this question introduced posed to me last night in one of those like Instagram chat rooms, and it was like the topic of discussion. So I wanted to know you all's thoughts about you know introducing your partner to family and friends in the conversation of sex work comes up. How would you interact? And this is any kind of sex work, correct? Yeah, Pat, it's on, I mean, OnlyFans, escorting, you know, whatever the case may be, like, what, what, do they call what, the, what do they call the people who do massages? What is that called? A masseuse? Yeah, yeah but like, masseuse. but when they like specifically get sexual, isn't there like a specific name for that one? A hoe? No, I don't know. Oh, damn, okay. <laughs> I would just, yeah, I would just. Erotic mas- masseuse. Thing. Okay. It's, oh, they do erotic the erotic massage. See, there you yeah. go. I was like, there's a difference. Um, I feel like it would not be an issue for me. Um, and it may not be something I say to my family, like before they meet, um, him or them, if their pronouns will be they, them. Um, but I think eventually it would be something we would have a conversation about. Um, I don't like, if it's not going to affect my actually dating them, I don't think it'll be a problem for me to introduce them to my family. Like if I can't introduce someone to my family, or I don't want to, then there's a chance I won't. I'm probably not going to be with them. Yeah, I'm kind of like Dermot with that. I think if I don't see really like a public facing way of us being able to, you know, um, go out there and be with each other, either you're going to be um, someone who I only see on the weekend, as Sizzle would say, or, <laughs> or you know, we're just going to keep, you know, you're just going to be my person of the night. Seriously. You know, you, you know? And, and that's okay. Yeah, and that's okay. <laughs> Some people don't think it is. I'm like, girl, if that is the itch that you need to scratch every Wednesday at eight o'clock, then girl, you must got a mosquito bite. So <laughs> consistency is important, and a consi- and an amazing consistent partner in the night. Yes, honey. Know what to do. Hard to come I, by. Hard to I'm come just, by. I'm gonna just tell my it. parents it's an entrepreneur, and that's all they need to know. They're an entrepreneur. Not an you ain't doing a tax write off. He's a businessman. Business That's what we used to call all our dope dealers back yeah, in the day. I was just about to say what they say about okay. drug dealers. <laughs> also, like, you know what? Let's bring that back. Listen, we do. And also, like, OnlyFans is actually a con- you're a content creator. Like, I'm like, girl, everybody's a content He's creator. A content like, creator. Oh, yes. Where can I find it at? No. If they ask, where can they find it? Content creation. <laughs> private. That's what you do. They're, they're really private. You know, they're an artist and they're sensitive about their, sh- you know, and we just don't want, you know. Yeah, but I don't get to know that yet. I told my mama that there was, I was like, look, don't be surprised if you see me up on OnlyFans because the money tight. Um, so if and she was like, I mean, look, you got to do what you're going to do. So I don't think there would be an issue if it was my boyfriend. I don't know. I've done simulated sex as an actor with women, yes. um, men. Yes. And um, I've also done like underwear. You, you know, I've done underwear, like yeah. labs or whatever, and modeled people's underwear and been nude. <laughs> so, and I never told my mom on my social media, but she always found it, you know, family too. So, yeah, they find it if they want to find it. So I'm like, oh, yeah. But my mom, <laughs> she likes to comment, like, don't get Yolanda. 
Like from Selena, that's what she does all the time. Oh she no, people too much access. <laughs> so she, my family equates nudity, I guess, to access. Okay, true. That is. I mean, you know, there are some crazy people out there. So you know, they get a little taste try, and they like, I own you <laughs> for whatever in their mind they feel like they just have complete access to you all the time and then are entitled to it. Just don't. That's a whole nother conversation. That's be smart. Yes, be smart. Like, when you meet with people, do not... That's a whole nother conversation. What is up, everybody? It is your boy, Lord Dabri. <laughs> and I'm Derwin King. And welcome back to another episode of That Black Boy Joy, where we create a space where Black boys can be themselves and... So, much more. You all, we have a guest in the building with us. Have you, As you all have probably heard his voice, we have Justin Rain in the building with us today. Just to give you all a little bit of a background, because of course, Justin is going to give his own as well. Justin is an actor, model, podcaster, content creator, and host of Fuck Boy Problems on all streaming platforms. You all need to check that out if you have not. We all have experienced some fuckboys, and we probably are fuckboys. So let's dive into that conversation <laughs> with Justin and his guest. First of all, Justin, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you guys so, so much for having me. I feel so honored. I feel so blessed. I think this is amazing. This just means you all have to come on season three of my podcast now. Listen, yes. we have yes. we listen. We we try to create a, a a melting pot of like creatives. Like like if mm-hmm. we scratch your back, you scratch our back. You know, create that space because oftentimes we need it. So definitely, whenever you know season three comes around, you know where to hit us up at. We would love to talk about our fuckboy experiences and you know see where that goes. But yes, we are so excited. This relationship. Yes, we are so excited to have you on. We're going to dive into your story and all of that stuff and also relationships because, of course, we all have been in some relationships that have been good, bad, and we don't know what the fuck. So we're going to, of course, dive into that. But Derwin, sorry, ooh, 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 forgot the reason we are here. What has brought, what does Black Boy Joy mean to you and what has brought you joy today? Almost forgot. Ooh, you want me to go first? Yes, uh-huh. this question is for you because okay. you're our guest. All right, I feel so special. Mm. I know that's right. Okay. <laughs> I guess black boy joy now at this place where I'm at in life, mm. it means to me um pouring into yourself the things that you never had. It means manifesting the dreams that you thought couldn't come true. And it means believing in yourself when no one else does. Period. And um, I don't know. You say what's the what thing brought you brought joy, today, joy today or this week? What brought me joy today? Yeah, or this week. Um, you know, I guess consistency. Consistency mm-hmm. has brought me joy because I think as a content creator and I think as a person that is funding their own shit. I know that's people right. out there that don't know. Um, <laughs> Let them know. It is a battle. It is a battle. It is a battle to keep going, just like anybody else. And we are still in quarantine. So depression, all those different things, all those different battles come into play. So I think just finding the time to be consistent and finding the energy, I think even more so, Ooh. is a blessing because it's always easier to stay asleep than wake up at 6 a.m. But as I tell myself, Beyonce has the same 24 hours that you do. So get to moving, bitch. Love to hear it. <laughs> True. Because I, I I think today I woke up at like 11, but that was because I was up late. So I was like. Give yourself grace now. That doesn't mean that I don't sleep in now. Okay. 
Right. No, I get, get some that. Grace. Yeah. Um, for me, what has brought me joy today or this week, I um, got to hang out with a, a friend that re- that moved back home and they are visiting this week. And we got to definitely um, get do many petties yesterday and just like revisit some conversations that we kind of left off really like unanswered. So I really appreciate coming and I'm a very upfront and person type of guy. So I like to have my conversations, fuck on the phone, fuck through text. I want to see you face to face. So I was able to like have that honest and genuine and transparent to my knowledge conversation with them. And I was like, I really, I really appreciated the like level of like transparency that happened in it. So that really brought me joy. So I was like, Ooh, that's one last thing I have to think about in this space that I'm in right now. Mm. Yeah. Uh, for me, um, I guess for this week, because today was kind of anticlimactic. Um, I got to hang out with the Impulse guys yesterday, my Impulse family. Um, they gave me like a going away get together. Um, and the girls were just, oh, girl, the girls were faded. But it was so fun. I enjoyed the hell out of myself. And then they gave me this dope ass um, goodie bag. And let me just tell the people, OK. If you get a chance, I'm trying to tell you, if you get a a swag bag, a gift bag from Impulse, trust and believe you will not be disappointed because the way I am delighted. So I had a good good time with them. Um, And they gave me, I was going through the bag yesterday and they gave me some things that are going to be very useful, both for the drive down to New Orleans and then for my time while I'm there. So shout out to my Impulse family. I love you guys. And um, I will literally find any possible way to always be um, just involved with Impulse. Yes, I'm glad that they they did that. Yeah, Impulse is like everywhere. Yeah, yeah, almost everywhere. There are some places that they need to be. Um, there are only three primarily Black uh, chapters. So hopefully we can get more of those. Are you in Atlanta? I am in D.C. You're in D.C.? Okay. Yes. So I was oh. Impulse New York City's Man of the Year in 2018. Yeah. So I got to host World Pride with the AIDS Healthcare Foundation with them. They're really amazing. I still do a lot of work with them. And um and Pedro and stuff like the kind of stuff. I am really, really uh, impulse advocate, no matter what coast, no matter what city. Yes. Love that. I, I went to like a couple of parties and I just appreciate the like atmosphere that they create. And I just think that the this the conversations that are there is like you can turn up with the NASA, we're gonna inform you. Absolutely. Like, well, you're not gonna give you no information. There is right. an advocacy piece, and I can always appreciate that. That was part of um, I, that was the reason I joined was because I knew that the, we get that mixed experience, um, and that's something that I, is always going to be important to me, is both having a good time and also just like being an advocate for um, topics and themes that are important to me. And they recently started to really gear up on mental health, and that, as you know, is something I am super passionate about. So again, much much love to Impulse. Yes, Devin Derwin, <laughs> take it away with the spotlight. <laughs> Today's Black Boy Joy Spotlight goes out to Rob Milton, Black creative and soul singer. He's performed at our very own Howard Theater, as well as New York City's famed SOB's venue. Um, his work has been featured on Insecure. Um, as a matter of fact, if you go to his um, Twitter, you'll see um, Issa uh, giving him his props. Um, specifically for the voice and production, which I can attest to. Love it. Um, He's also been featured on uh, One Extra, Essence, and Complex Magazine. 
Um, he's the creator of the podcast Glow Up Rob, which features him interviewing and celebrating brilliant Black creatives. You should also check out his most recent EP, which is called All Boys Cry, and it can be found on Spotify, YouTube Music, Apple Music, and iHeartRadio. Shout out to you, Rob Milton. Keep serving that Black boy magic. Yeah, he just I had a birthday this past week. Oh, yeah. Cool, Rob. I listened to um, that EP and I was like, yes. Anything that's just like all boys or like it's all boys don't cry and like all of that shit, you know, I'm always like quick to like go to it and be like, what the fuck y'all giving? And I really enjoyed it. So shout out to Rob. Yeah. But y'all, before we go into our hot topics, we have, you know, I want to like see if you all know things about some Zodiac signs, about relationships and relationships. So I want to play a little game with our guest and the person. Don't, listen, yeah, I say I relationships like <laughs> because sometimes with that whatever you're in is not what you think it is. So you put that on a hat or a shirt you know, or something. I, I, need to I, merch can't, I can't. I can't merch it, bitch. Because I, I think I've, I. I don't know. I'm gonna try. I'm a partner, bitch, for somebody else. I'm gonna just do a, just do a good Google search. Do mm-hmm. a good Google search. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm do that really quick. But I'm gonna give you all a brief description of zodiac signs in relationships, and I want you all to like guess which I think it is. These are, I don't want to say um, too challenging, but I don't, I'm just going to try to see how y'all feel off these first, this first one. So the first one says, every single day with a blank will be, the, will be different and filled with thrills and they will make sure that their love will never be boring or average. <laughs> Do I get my guess now or later? Give your guess now. Sagittarius. Okay. Aries. Okay, the correct answer is an Aries. Damn. <laughs> correct answer is an Aries. And Devin, you should know, because I'm an Aries, just to let you all know. If y'all my man is busted. Aries, too. I know these. I hear Period. all these. Yeah, my man it's is Aries. Very- so, even though it's blanked out up here, I saw number two. Read number two, and I'm going to tell you that this is the reason I said Sagittarius. It will be very difficult to get a blank to settle down, and they often favor open relationships. They adore change, and they crave it in order to feel good about themselves. So being tied down is something that will only cause them to feel burdened and trapped. Is that not a Sagittarius? Mm. You know, I will give you that. I will give you that, because the one Sagittarius that I know... My ex-girlfriend, Lindsay Johnson, and I'm going to say a whole name. Oh, she, <laughs> she was trifling. Flighty. I, yes. We can be flighty. The thing is... She was trifling. It is a Sagittarius, by the way. What? It is That, that answer. The answer is a Sagittarius. Oh, there are three different ones? There, the first one was an Aries. The second one was the Sagittarius one. That's your sign. Well, I didn't realize that they were all different. Okay. Yeah, girl. That's our number, though. You're Girl, I thought those were right? clues. Yes, I am. Right. This is this is you. My bad, Justin. I definitely <laughs> fucked that up for you. It didn't matter. We got a good story out of it. <laughs> and then the last one is blank are genuine, generous, and sincere. And if they tell you that they love you, you know that those words hold a lot of meaning to them. Mm. This could be a few. This is off whatever the fuck website I pulled this from. So these probably. <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to give this one. Capricorn. 
or Leo? I feel like it would have been a little bit more fiery if it were a Leo, because I'm yeah. I'm aware that they're also fire signs. This one sounds a little softer. Um, read it again. Okay. Blank are genuine, generous, and sincere. And if they tell you that they love you, you know that those words mean a hold a lot of meaning to them. So Justin, you said a Leo and a Capricorn. Well, I'm gonna remove Leo because now I think okay. it could be an Aquarius. Okay, so we got an Aquarius and a Cap up in this building. Libra. Libra. Oh, Libra. The final answer, you all, is Capricorn. So oh, they're wow. each one of our. to Justin. <laughs> it was each of Damn. our zodiac signs. <laughs> well, so I only all of thought them... that it was me from the beginning. That was my first guess. Actually, I'm a Capricorn. Yes. My oh, I did the research. So I purposely did each of our zodiac signs to see if we would get those. So, my oh, well, I got mine. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You, you did. Totally you said immediately. So, I was like, I know what this is, bitch. <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to know if you all like felt like these, does y'all, y'all zodiac signs were true to who y'all were in relationships, which we'll dive into during the show. But I wanted to like start that conversation early. But we're going to jump right into our hot topics really quick. And we're going to dive into what's going on in the world and what's going on around us. So, to start it off, we found out that um, MJ Rodriguez from the hit show Pose makes history and becomes the first trans woman nominated in a leading acting category. And mm. I was like, yes, finally. I'm like, that's Love very history. interesting. Long very overdue. I agree. I agree. I, and so I think that there's something to be said about the fact that this was what season three um, and the nominations just started rolling out at a time when um, our visibility is super strong right now. And I think Pose's work is largely, you know, responsible for that, um, not alone, but like played a huge part in that. And I think because the show was so new that first season, and then we were still in transition in the second one, they didn't get their nominations outside of um, Billy Porter. But we know that MJ was giving last season and i really think oh. she was given that first one so shout out to her for getting it this um this award uh season but i do think that there's something to say about the delayed response having something to do with the climate that we're in and our visibility like just booming i think that they all i think that white people sometimes just choose like to celebrate us when it's like convenient to them yeah and not really give us our praise like it's like we gotta do this one time we gonna like praise this and then we want to try to hopefully shut the fuck up which is like no like they did that the with case. the blacks <laughs> yeah they do that a lot so it's like mm, you know do it more you know it's really you know i need to do more but shout out to mj for getting that i hope she actually wins like it's great to get nominated but to actually win i'm like oh do y'all think that she, do you think like again who she's up against do you all think that she has like a chance to to take the crown. I do. Um, I need to go back and revisit that list. I think there were a couple yeah. people. Is Michaela Cole um, nominated in that um, category? Oh, she was really good. Oh my that God, show. I made it, destroy it you did a number. Sick. It did a number on me mentally. Me too. I cried. Those last like four or five episodes got me sobbing each time. Yeah. I almost had to take a break. I did take a that. break. I can tell you I did. As a friend, I had to take a mental break call my therapist mm -hmm. like after the um the episode where her 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 queer friend mm 
mm-hmm. um, experienced that um the hunching slash yep. possible penetration we didn't really like get like clarification but there was enough great room to understand that he didn't want it yeah and that was a lot for me that was I think a that's, lot yeah. to, so, to just see it i think the visuals we've never seen these things no go ahead what you saying no, you got Oh no, that was oh no, that was it. <laughs> I just think we no, I just think we just have never seen like those images that they show, like especially with black people. I yeah. feel like we've seen a Queer. million different lifetime um movies, you know, about rape and you know, things of that nature and sexual abuse, which is you know, which is ne- necessary and important. But I think seeing it so honest and so I guess like mimicking like the real life experiences like you know like zola yeah. like the whole twitter thing it was just almost too close to home i, I guess agree that's the best way to put it so to, to clear them. it up um michaela was nominated an outstanding lead actress in a limited or anthology series or movie <gasps> so um, specific like that that's that that specific yes, it is very but that's specific. nice sometimes journey journey is the one who was um journey smollett yes and Ooh, love think, craft Udo as well I would. That was the next that thing. That was the apples and oranges. I wanted y'all thoughts on Lovecraft not being picked back up by HBO. I wanted you all thoughts about that. And, well, you Justin, know. did you like it? I did. I really, really, really liked it. I actually um, follow Maisha, who's the writer, the, the yes. main writer or whatever, and she. I saw like her season two ideas, and I thought they were amazing. I think Lovecraft kind of fell into the place that. Um, What's the other show that Regina Regina King was in? Watchmen. Uh, Watchmen. Watchmen. Yes. Okay. I think it kind of fell into that space where sometimes, and Bridgerton does as well. These really high production, high cost, mm-hmm. like you know, high cost shows. Yeah. I think it just kind of like fell into that space where you know, unfortunately, with the time that we're in, there's a lot of like black creation happening, but there's also a lot of anti-black stuff mm. happening behind the scenes and i mm. think it's easy to kill a show like that over the excuse of budget how long did game of thrones last when did that show start but when you have i think game of thrones oh my gosh how many seasons did it go seven eight that's a great question i think like seven or eight but i didn't i never watched that show oh i loved game of thrones that was She's a, a high girl. budget show Super high budget. Yeah. So I thought that that was interesting. Um, I realized that we, you know, just were in a pandemic, but. Eight seasons, sure, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, were we in the tail end of a recession when that show started? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. No, oh. I totally agree with you. I think it's just excuses. I it think is excuses. Just excuses. I think it's just excuses. I think, but I do believe Game of Thrones leaving was why we got the Watchmen show and why we got Lovecraft Country. I think it opened up a huge space in the budget. Mm. But I think also, I think they want to make, I think, I think these like little series that come for like a few seasons and go away. I think that's like the new trend now. I like yeah. that. Or I'm like, not going to lie to you. I can appreciate that. There's a lot of shows that are these limited series um, because Underground on Amazon Prime, I believe, is a limited series as well. Um, Oh, Underground got canceled. They were trying to make that come back. Weren't they? But wait, the one that that was just on Amazon? Oh, Underground Underground Railroad. Railroad. See the names? See the names? (laughs) Underground and the Underground Railroad. Sorry, listeners. Listen, no, it's no, okay. that's fine. No, uh, so Journey was in Underground. That was going with her and yeah. um, Aldis Hodge. I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my girl was that in girl. that too. Ingenue. 
Angie knew she was. First of all, cannot believe she did not get a nomination for the Clark Sisters um, biopic. Like, so I totally understand. Was it that good? So whether the entire production was great or not is totally irrelevant when we're talking about Ingenue and the performance that she gave because, Mm -hmm. I mean, it really... It, it brought it home for me that this is one of the most talented actresses I've ever seen. Her versatility is absolutely amazing and her ability to get lost in these characters. Um, it just never ceases to amaze me. So if nothing else, I definitely think that she should have gotten an award for that um, or a nomination for that, I mean. But she did get nominated for something. So I, I'm yeah. just going to leave it at that. She was working during the pandemic. I w- there was like back-to-back shows dropping. I was like, wait, hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> doing God's but, work. Yeah. And then l- want to talk about really quick Manifest. I know I've been hearing a lot about the show on Netflix, Manifest. Like getting a lot of canceled? traction. It got canceled. But it was like, it came out, I want to say like in 2019 on ABC. But it started to like have that that Netflix um, after effect, and a lot of people were like trending and like watching it. I want to know if you all like watched it. And Devin Derwin, <laughs> okay, so I didn't watch it. I know what it's about though. It's the show about the the plane crash survivors, right? Or the mm-hmm. people on the plane crash and they like disappear, or something like yeah. that. Something to that extent. So I know it, the premise yeah. of it. I know. I actually have a friend who just finished it, and they were talking about just recently. They were like, it had the Shit's Creek effect, where it kind of like mm-hmm. had that latent, you know, like fan following where it was kind of like after it was dead we found it too late Mm -hmm. um but no i haven't watched her great things about it um i'm sorry i don't i don't feel bad if it ain't nothing black you know what i totally feel that because i feel like the majority of shows got canceled so i'm not gonna feel bad for your white show seriously Because they got no, plenty, I, they get yeah. plenty of new shows. Like mm. every second, every new second, they get a new no offense. show. I'm sorry, like we tell the we tell the same story many times for them. Like yeah. I, I I wanted to know what was gonna happen on Watchmen. That girl ate that damn egg, and I want to know. You know, I, I was it's yes HBO. You should I'm, watch that. Mm-hmm. I will say, just give it time though. Give it time. It it take a minute. It's a slow burn. It it's is a very slow, slow starting show. Oh my <laughs> god. Uh, every damn thing is just like the first two episodes would give him uh, and then the third it's episode slow when burn, it picks right? up. It's light that bitch up. Like Can I come out the <laughs> gate swinging, please. <laughs> light that bitch up. No, really quickly, I love Gossip Girl. I love the second the season. The new one? The new season, yes. It's I've been watching this weekend in HBO. I like it. People are very much comparing it to the last one. So, you know, if you're a fan. I haven't seen that. So I'm going to watch this freshly. And the only reason why I'm going to watch it is because um, Victoria Monet's song is going to be in the next episode. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, I, 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 I like it. I thoroughly, I've watched it multiple times. So y'all check out Gossip Girl. I know I talked about that last episode. But Devin, what? go into, oh. go into. Uh, <laughs> no, I get so mad because I'm working on, <laughs> I know you offline. So that's the thing. <laughs> Uh, yes, so, oh, um, yes. Social media hiatus. You know it. You know yeah, it. So he got to do all the work and dig the information up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I also like, I also keep saying his name and I'm just like, uh. <laughs> we'll continue. So, um, 
Real Housewives of Atlanta. As you guys know, I did not um, really participate in viewing the last season. I did watch the reunion, which gave exactly what I thought it was going to give. Um, so they're actually having trouble with casting right now. Um, pretty sure that Cynthia's out. Um, they also said they're pretty sure that Drew's not returning, but we'll see her in Portia's little sideshow that I refuse to watch. Um, I like Portia, but I'm not about to sit and look at it. I never watch their sideshows. I never think that they're interesting. I think Candy's little ski trip was cute, but other than that, Nini I'm not had a good Nini's special was good. Was that the wedding? Yes, Nini's wedding special was good, but that's because Nini was just gonna like but that was at the height of nini being the center of the show so Correct. it was yeah. just kind of like the show continue it was like an extension of the show it felt like you were still watching real housewives of atlanta because you were watching it for her yeah so you just got to see her continue on with her shenanigans okay i can i can take that I, and i'll probably go back and watch that anyway because i think i just saw like the last episode um i, I really enjoyed her um her dress in that um mm-hmm. yeah. so there was talk at some point of light skin Keisha joining the cast of Real Housewives of Atlanta, which I, listen, I, no shade to VH1, right? But um, VH1's reality shows definitely have a tone um, that uh-huh. is very, you know, specific to VH1, and that's hood, ghetto, urban. Just Fetty, I'm sorry. And Bravo has a different one. Like all of Bravo's Housewives shows are, they give the impression to their audience that it's like upper echelon people right and atlanta has been the most relatable group of women um but one thing is that like they've always been people i think that we it isn't difficult for us to see them as cast members of the show with the exception Mm -hmm. of ken (laughs) she just never should i don't even think i don't think i don't think she was hard because everybody had that white friend like that like i feel like that made sense Fields. In the early 2000s, like you all had like that white, all oh, Fields. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> I love okay. Kim Fields, but she just didn't, you know, she, it was like, girl, why are you here? Why it was given why you're here. Redacted, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, like, you know, it this cast usually makes sense. Um, and I think this last season they really tried it bringing Latoya on there. And I think talks of having like skin Keisha on there would have really just given love and hip hop. And that's not something I think the viewers of Real yeah. Housewives of Atlanta are looking to see. Um, and with Potomac doing so well right now and not really crossing that barrier um, quite yet. Um, <laughs> look, I know the fight happened last year, but it wasn't. But it was very. It was like a very upper echelon fight. It wasn't like really like what we saw on Love and Hip Hop with Light Skin Keisha. Um, uh, what was Did you see Tokyo the same vanity? footage I saw? <laughs> Somebody wrote a clip. But Monique's gone, <laughs> and they. Are this very clear to handle every fight. Time. Every fight on Bravo, they always make a point to tell us like this is unacceptable. This is not behavior not that okay, we like, yeah. you know. Yeah. Whereas love and hip hop is like, you know, we're gonna to do that the, to the madness. There's exactly. some resolution. There's some there's some maturity about let's address that that this was not appropriate. Like, yeah, let's remove us. liability from the network. There you go. There you go. Oh, that is true. No, okay. That's really what that that's really what that exercise is about. <laughs> but um so I think the greater issue is the actual authenticity of the individuals on the networks. Yeah. I think for Bravo, 
you need to be established already in mm. whatever you're doing, whether that be great, whether that be small. Um, I think when you're looking for a housewife of Atlanta, you need to truly be a housewife of Atlanta. Mm -hmm. um, I think you can kind of try to like, you know, sugarcoat it the way Drew did where <laughs> she went and rented a home and she got a stylist real quick and she tried to do all this stuff, you know, but Drew had all these other things that were in favor for her as far as like her actually being, you know, an actress that, work. you know, was on yeah. a screen. You've got a resume whether it be a short form or a long form, it was a resume of the sort. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I think that is really the issue with the um, VH1, you know, cast members versus Atlanta. I just think that if you really like looked at things, which with Bravo, there is a heavy like investigation. There's a there's a psych check. There's all these things that you're going to mm. go through to verify the authenticity. That's the biggest hurdle. Actually, people don't understand in Marlo's situation. She did not have a concrete enough like professional like personal life overall like picture that she yeah. could show on film yeah. that actually would look like you know like what that would work it's not that the yeah. network didn't want to show her it's just that you we gonna show sex work also like you don't want to show your sex work you don't want to show how okay you're getting discounts like from the people who work at the stores and all this stuff and right. they pulling you pieces and then y'all running it back and all this stuff like you know in the night you know putting it back in the store like we can't show all this but now she has nephews and stuff you know, right so you're a reasonable woman you start you opened a storefront you know she did the things that the people behind the scenes told her to do because actually that's all she was told to do the producer was like okay get yeah. some business about yourself get an llc like look like a proper business person it's not that you don't have all the pieces you just need to put them together properly the issue is that the people in atlanta you have falsified pieces yeah. like just too too false ain't nothing real yeah you know because in, atlanta, what, because in atlanta what they do i mean i have friends who work in production well loving hip-hop atlanta they just airbnb like already furnished places yeah so a lot of these people like light skin keisha all these different people you know like it doesn't matter you know you live how you want to live I, I would love to rent a furnished place you mm. know um if I if I was, you know, going to stay somewhere short term, like Cynthia, I think Cynthia would be the perfect person to jump, like, to Hop Coast and visit, like, Beverly Hills with Garcelle. Mm -hmm. She could be out there staying with Mike in her rented place or whatever, and she could be, like, her, like, little friend at the show. I think that's the perfect place for, like, Cynthia mm -hmm. to transition. I um, absolutely and I think agree. Cynthia, and I think Cynthia, honestly, should be in talks with Bravo to try to be on Project Runway. I think she would be an amazing judge on Project Runway. Um, or some type of like modeling show. Or Come something on, she'll do production. I th I'm I'm trying to dream for myself. I don't have time <laughs> for other people. Not for free. <laughs> I know that's the fuck right. That's the tip. I ain't gotta but, give you my. Yeah. You got but, the vision. Yeah, I just, but no, I just think I just think those are the issues. I think Atlanta, this stuff is too falsified. Um, and mm. I I get it. Like you want to give that look on TV, but I just think it's a different caliber. The people really got the money on Bravo. Or most of the money. They, exactly. I think or that's something I try to at least for the loan. Even if they even if they might not pay it back, they mm -hmm. can make the means to get the loan, which Drew showed us. Yeah, they she did. She got she she, got she worked to the end of that season because that man was tired. And I believe he was tired because he was tired of trying to find a way to get the money to get that house for her. Absolutely. And, he moved right in the middle him. of the night. But <laughs> that was him trying to pay back. But she know her, so I get it. And you know what? I would have done the same. Cheat on me all you want, but you can keep paying me back, bitch. What about Eva? <laughs> hmm? 
What about Eva? I think Eva, I think Eva was real about her shit. She said, honey, I'm on a move. I'm moving from house to house. I'm running from place to place, you mm. know? And she was, she was, she was straightforward about it. And she said, when I find somewhere <laughs> I where my money gonna sit, um, I'm gonna let that sit. No big, yeah, and she didn't get no big ass house. So no. this is true, but I think they had it had become such a topic about her finances for that season. Um, and I just that I was didn't just feel like being was, petty. That was just I think it was, bullying. That was really just somebody you yeah. needed something to pick at. That was like, girl, we didn't. That season was just bad. We were just grasping at straws. It was. Yeah, I think it was also because like, Eva was like talking shit about people too. Like, so I think that was the thing. Like that. Eva was doing shit. I'm like, oh, but your, your shit is not clean. So the mm-hmm. fact that you're like being able to like talk shit about people and like talk about them behind their backs and joke yeah. like we're your shit is not clean. I think it was like easy target. It was like, or you're broke, you know? That was so. it. And then you're in the middle of trying to get married, which right. I think whenever you're like getting married, whenever you have like big things happening, you have a spotlight on and it. And a kid. Like, yeah. Kids. And like all of that. I don't know. Whenever I just think like whenever you're like entering in, I think who's a great person that like entered in and just did like a really great job on the show. I don't know. I have to go I mean, back I think and think Candy. about Candy. Like, Candy did had really a, well. Candy had a really great entrance. Um, Frazier, I think Frazier, yeah. she had a fairly good entrance. She only, what, she came in pretty unscathed. What, who's she all pregnant? Five? When she got she was, there, no, was that her was second, second season? That she was her second in, season. She came in pretty unscathed. What, she didn't really have any drama. What, only yeah, she was just in. bougie. They were just like, why is she like this uppity church woman? Oh, she not. had issue She had issue with Nini. That, yeah. was, mm-hmm. she, that was the only thing. Nini played like she didn't know her, which I think <laughs> I would have taken it. I would have loved because that was the only drama I had my first season. It you was it was easy, right? I mean, Cynthia yeah, didn't have much easy, either bro. when she joined, and they joined the same season. Cynthia, but Cynthia had her, her own relationship drama her first season. Remember the wedding season, and the she? broke and and the and the and the and the hidden marriage she certificate. Like she had that. her own. Cynthia made that season with her she own sure shit did. that was happening, and she didn't even know it was on camera. She just was letting that camera roll, and she was just Shout out like, to Mallory, because I'm sure she was the one that orchestrated that shit. Shout out to Mallory, because she did the work, but, child. But <laughs> really Cynthia, was, Cynthia was one of the early girls getting lace glued on, because mm-hmm. Cynthia didn't have no hair, and that wig yes. was getting glued on. Every, that was a model. Let me. She was showing you. y'all. She was like, I'm a model. I'm doing this right on and camera she with can pull. She can pull a good wig, baby. She ushered in girl. Uh, hit or miss hair. for my girl. It's hit or miss for, okay? I don't think it's a hit or miss because that bone structure, that mug gonna do it. But That face is model, always gonna do it. She, yeah, she was a model. She came up in the years. They weren't taking care of their edges and all that stuff back then. It was yeah. that Steeda Chucky wig that I just cannot forgive her for. I literally cannot. Oh yes, the little, the little, the little. But you know that was her real hair. <laughs> Wait, that was her real hair. That My jaws on the floor. Permed and blown out. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I remember when her hair would be like greased down, and I'm she would so have, sad. and she would have. Yeah, that was that same hair, that oh, short hair. Yeah. That was what that. about that bob? A couple years later, the little brown bob. That was hers too, I right? That, I, don't, I don't think that was her. She ain't never had no bob link hair now. I ain't gonna do that. <laughs> I'm gonna tell her the truth. Cynthia ain't never had no bob link hair now. <laughs> I'm dead. Wait, premiere. Okay, Housewives of Potomac premiere. Okay, so I wanted to know, Let's Justin, did you watch that? that? Okay, yes. so first of all, let me let me just leave. Oh, okay. right. Firebox. I want to start firebox of the episode. <laughs> That's exactly what I want to talk about. So in DC, they had a premiere on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I think it was on. Yeah, it was on Saturday. So in the morning time, they had an 11 a.m. slot, and then they had a uh, 5 p.m. So it was tea time. It was free. 
you would you went to this little boat the ladies were there they split the cast up i had no idea so karen ashley mia and wendy were at the first half and then candace giselle robin and the new girl the friend i don't know her name she was um they were all at the second part so I asked, because I was curious, because they did photos and everything at the beginning, were they present for the entire episode? Because I was like, I would have hated to be Giselle sitting in that room and watching someone talk about my fiery box. Apparently, they dipped out. But she was talking shit, too. She was, but look. Because Karen went on to keep saying it, she uh, it was brought up on Watch What Happens Live, and then she talked about it on Wendy, Wendy. which it hadn't happened yet, but... I just wouldn't have wanted to be in the room looking at this like rehash of the things I went through that were super uncomfortable for me in front of all these people who probably don't even like a lot of those people don't fucking like her. You choose war, choose you war. You choose war. Like I don't get war. They step on like that. The Khaleesi stand on your own. Like regardless if you win every battle, stand tall. I'm sorry. I will ha- I will stand in a room with fire around me. You won't see me shed a tear. <laughs> Bitch, I'm over here. Cool. My own father kicked me out of the house at 16. I said, you won't see me shed a tear. I'm no, 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 no. I cried in the bathroom. Okay. Put it together. Kirk Franklin Hero is a great album. It'll get you hey. through. Um, I, but, I second that. Yeah. But no, like, I feel like what my issue is, I feel like, Giselle, you chose a war and started a war that maybe we didn't need that maybe you yeah. also didn't think it's about the odds of you winning that perhaps maybe a converse conversation or just like we can just agree to just like be cordial like that's honestly what it could have been but i feel like this was just like misdirected rage exactly period that's exactly period. what i was about that's to say karen did like nothing misdir- to her i felt like it was misdirected rage and now she is going to reap what she has sown yes. which i think miss karen also now has misdirected rage mm. because miss karen is going to take everything that she was mad about and all these other things and she's just going to keep going at giselle which Karen just sounds like, oh, yeah, like yelling at somebody's yeah. porch. But it's like <laughs> Giselle doesn't have anything really going for her. And yes. like her coming for Karen was unnecessary. So now everybody's taking like Karen's side, which I feel like it's just not, it's going to be a rough season for Giselle if mm-hmm. she does not mend or kind of like qualm this Karen thing. Well, I that's think not going to happen. No, I think Karen, yeah, I think Karen is like, no, I'm just going to like talk shit about you every chance I can because I know now that I've got my fashions together. Yes. I've got my hair together. The fans yeah. like, oh, the fans like, um, the fans like Grand Dom Karen. Yes, so now do. Karen is Karen is kind of on an upswing. Yes. But like the fans like her level of shade. She's found out what works. She's yes. staying in her little lane. And that's what Giselle was doing. And you started getting all extra. So now, yeah, we was like, girl, get over it. You miserable well, bitch. Yeah, and that's because... okay. And But Karen is the center girl in the image, and you always know the girl in the center is the girl who's the queen of the season. She yeah, has the can... master edit. She's always, the queen, just yep. like Kyle. Just like you always know the girl in the center. You have to study the Bravo the way they edit. They seem to message, yes. and Karen knows it. 
Yes. Karen already was kind of like ascending into that space and she really only needed Giselle to fuck up and really make a move once Giselle's Jamal situation had yes. the holes in it like Swiss cheese. But they know um, each other and that's why it matters. They have so much history because last season Karen was like I when Giselle Karen starts getting pull messy. Off of her if Giselle will go and go and go and kiss the ring. If Giselle will go and kiss the ring, which I think Giselle's gonna kiss the ring because Giselle acts like she can handle it, but she can't. She got her ass red for filth in a reunion. Well, I think the shit's I think the shit's too personal. Mm-hmm. And I think it the is. clip that we keep saying we keep saying of like Karen being like, oh yeah, he did you dirty da da da. I think that whole clip where Giselle's crying, I think they're putting two different times where Karen mm-hmm. was being shady. But I think Karen's gonna actually be there for Giselle for by the end because yeah. I think that's the smartest move. If you ever want to end a war with Grace, you just you just unite your two nations. Yeah. Yeah, like you can just look, you can just be like, oh no, I bow down, you know, like I'll just, I'll just happily concede, you know, and you comforted me, but don't, let's just say you didn't beat me. I concede it. I just yeah. said, yeah, I feel like that's what it's going to be. I think Giselle's going to cry. Come on, Justin. And then they're going to do that. Cause if you keep trying to do this war, baby, she ain't got no chance of winning. Agreed. That's why she brought in Mia. She brought this newly young girl to irritate her, which that's Karen's old move too. She do that every time. She want to irritate Giselle. She bring a little young hot. Bring another pretty bitch. girl in, and you know Giselle but this gonna girl, be. But girl, she's not that pretty. She look like a, she look like Lil Kim's big sister. Like Mia's <laughs> not that great. Like Mia's just to like, tell me about how you worked yeah. on your clip, girl. I don't care. <laughs> she came in. I was like, it felt so unnecessary. Well. To me, she she didn't fit in, but she fit in. It was like I think she'll be a great addition in general. Yeah. They are comic relief. I think she's gonna she, be the new yeah. Katie. I think she's I gonna agree. be the new Katie. You remember yeah. how Katie just you say dissy shit? Uh, we, yeah. Where the fuck is it's Katie? It's because they're improved. That's why she's they, not well. She cannot. Not. It's, Ashley was right when she said that, and I hated it. I hated that moment, and I hated that it was true. Um, that Katie is not mentally strong enough to be in that group of women. I think it's true. Katie is. She's got the quips. I love what she says to the women she'd be getting them together she is she's definitely bipolar um you know what let me not diagnose her but traits i've seen in people who are bipolar i've seen in her and in my own experience um i can because that's what something i think that's another reason why i like katie is because i can really Mm -hmm. identify with her to some degree but it doesn't look like she takes she was taking care of herself at the time and so naturally i don't think she was stable enough to be on that cast but she was so high up in this like very upper echelon society and then yeah. we see her season four and she's like living on a farm and like hair is just she was it was like a weird po- it was like a 180 that we were just like well there were other things happening there yeah, was a custody divorce, battle yeah. like and the and the history between her and her ex-husband is just it is complete and utter turmoil so i think that on top of her own like like issues a lot of it was actually external there were things that were actually absolutely happening in her life that would have been too you know i think they were too tense and too intense to be on camera and that wouldn't have been something i would have wanted to share with the people at all not a custody battle not even in the slightest i mean Um, even her own i think i honestly wouldn't want katie on my tv with what happened in 2020 because i don't think her answers would have been that great for me you know, sometimes yeah. it's better just just sit some people down so they don't disappoint you. And I just know Katie was going to disappoint me. That's why I also don't want Ashley's opinion on what happened in 2020. She tweeted something or she posted something um, on Instagram, Katie did, that really, like, disappointed me. And so, you know, I forgive her now, but I, I, I really I wish she hadn't you, done it. Yeah, I just want you to stay in the box that I know you to be. 
Yeah. And I don't want to see all of who you are. Just let me see the parts that I, I'm comfortable with. Last on this note of Real Housewives of Potomac, I wanted to say that um, I do appreciate that against Giselle, um, this <laughs> alliance between Wendy and Karen, which is apparently still going strong today, um, has risen. And it seems to be a really interesting one. And I'm very interested to see how it will play out considering the issues between Candace and Karen right now. And even though I'm sure production introduced Wendy, yeah. it seemed like Candace was semi-familiar with her when uh, Wendy started last year. Mm. Yeah, I think Wendy I think Wendy Wendy and her glam squad are amazing I think they're doing great stuff for African culture I think I love African queen shining um, I think Wendy I think Wendy is doing the most with the least but we knew that last season because that's who she is, is she's a she reacher is. she's she a reacher is. and a climber that's um, like that party I was like okay mm, that little new party uh, Right, I was like, okay, this is I this Ivy basement, not the Ivy part, um, but like I appreciate it. I just think I just need her to go ahead and be like, I got my body done. I was having issues in my marriage, and I was trying to be spicy, or I was trying to get my body back. I was trying to feel sexy and feel feminine. I just need you like just do that, and we can just want it done it and move on. But mm -hmm. she's not. She's gonna be windy. She's gonna be extra and just do too much and think it's gonna be yeah. cute, and she's I gonna agree. be too long. Um, I think Wendy is gonna try to align with Karen, but Karen actually has no respect for Wendy. So Karen is gonna only like <laughs> I think Karen is just gonna like use Wendy and like deal with Wendy and like play friends with Wendy. I don't think they're really gonna like become friends because I think if Karen wanted to be friends with Wendy or wanted to like have that relationship, she would have done it all those years that she knew Wendy and she yeah. didn't. Mm. So I don't think that that's the case. I just think Karen got tired of people picking on her for just blatantly not wanting to get to know that woman, which really <laughs> She could have been like, girl, I tried to get to know you and there was nothing that I was interested in and that's it. Ah! Like, that's what she should have said. Like, I would have said that, like, we can just be cool. Like, we can just agree to be cool and, like, be coworkers. God. <laughs> but, <laughs> girl, yeah. we we talk at the coffee, we talk at the coffee stand, girl. We talk at yes. the water fountain. Like, like, let's just keep it cute. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm looking forward to this season. I yes. she is. She is. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this season. Here. I think this season is more interesting than what we got from Housewives of Atlanta. So I'm definitely um, tuning in um, to Easily. see what they offer. Mm. But we're going to take a quick Eddie. breather. Oh, <laughs> which I... I said Eddie. Mm, I'm so mm. sad. <laughs> but I know where to smoke this fire. Oh, you know it. Oh, you know it. Oh, well, know like it. I know it now. Once he, I, well, I know it now. Once he was like, "Oh yeah, like I, you haven't had time for me, and like we're not satisfied." Oh, like now we know you busting it up in like Northeast. Like we just know. Ah, he is, ah, you know? He's going right down. He's going right down to Baltimore too. Don't play. Not, the Baltimore. Is, not that. Not that forty-two minutes to Baltimore. Because uh, they're 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 like past. They're past. Oh, they're Baltimore at the Pennsylvania too. line. Yeah. Oh, they're all the way up there. They're yes. there. Northern Maryland. Yeah. Oh, oh no, ma'am. No ham and turkey. They're, I'm oh, trying you to tell pass. you. You go trying pass. You. Well, I guess we're not that rich, bitch. Yeah, that's they were. They were just like, uh, you far. Literally, um, Wendy has a commute to work, and when I say work, I mean the Real Housewives of Potomac. Yeah, she has to go into the city like uh, an yeah, hour, that's a commute. probably hour and thirty she minutes. Robin, it. the closest to her. But you know what? That's good time to yourself. That's good time to yourself. That's... She can grab papers. She's in the back of an Uber anyway. You know, because a lot of times driving, that's lost time. Driving yourself yep. is lost time. Yeah. So think about now. She has a whole hour. 
baby. Think about what she could accomplish with that hour community. <laughs> I'm sick of you, yo. I'm what? so sick of you. <laughs> I'm trying I to think about, about the positives. Yeah, it's like I would actually like live for that commute. Turn that into a positive, Wendy. She could work on she could work on some shit. She in could in she could actually glam could meet her at her house. They get into the car. Do it the whole ride. Right. There, there are multiple. There are multiple. I'm an instigator. You know, I'm instigating too. I'm like, and they could do it in the car and they could put her makeup now on. She needs some food. Now y'all, do, now y'all doing too much. I don't think she should be eating now. I think that I think eating was the issue. <laughs> she can't eat. She just got her body done. <laughs> She need to be eating salad. She cannot be eating like traditional African cuisine. Oh, Rice is a huge spicy. part. Carbs are a huge part of African cuisine. I believe that wasn't going to her ass. All jollof, that time. jollof rice is shit, right? <laughs> Wendy I said love she and I have one before, and then they showed the picture. I mean, not a butt, not a butt to be standing, <laughs> girl. You are gonna be trying to tell us this lie? And Wendy, and when, when you was on TV, and Wendy put it out. That's why I was like, girl, you might as well just go on up there and be like, Wendy, look at my new ass. That's what I would have to do because you did not just embarrass me like this on national TV. I- <laughs> but see, I would think about them lies before I told them. I want to start Honestly. up there with whole liposuction incision mark. You can see the fucking pin marks. And when it was she obvious. It was so obvious. And yeah, I was like see, BBL. You can, yeah. you can, but you can see the marks. You can see the markings from they, where production she just did that on purpose. From her one week post op. Like, production. why would you lie like that? And then, girl, and then, I got I'm some few other things. With a camera in the room, I'm not lying with a camera in the room. You look dumb. <laughs> And you know, I definitely think she got fillers in the cheek and chin. I definitely, oh, I know that she got fillers that. in the cheek. No, she had, she had a whole, she had, um, she had her whole nose mm-hmm. reconstructed with fillers. Mm-hmm. She did the same thing K Michelle does. What K Michelle does, so she gives what what they call a liquid nose job. Basically, they use fillers and like cosmetic injectables to non-surgically re- reshape your face or reshape your nose. It's not permanent. It's no, not. no, it's not permanent. Little fade, so you have you'll to get them redone. So that's also why kind of like the face shape will be inconsistent. It's the same thing that Khloe Kardashian suffers from, why her nose always seems to change shape, because every time you cannot guarantee the exact same result. <laughs> she just needs you know to get why. it down permanently. <laughs> Justin is like going in right now. Like it wasn't. No, the last one. <laughs> no, this new nose is the la- is is like a real nose job. But okay. previously that was the issue. But that's also why you guys were like, oh wow. You know, because it was a real nose job this time. But yeah. All right, you all. We're going to get into the reason we are here today. The meat and potatoes. The, you know, the special. The highlight of today. Justin. Justin, we're going to like ask you a lot of questions. We want our listeners and our viewers to get to know you. So if, like I said, if you have questions for us, please ask us. But we are definitely here for you to, you know, talk about yourself and things like that. So first of all, tell us. Tell the listeners who you are. And this is also your perfect time to brag about all your accolades and credentials. So please give oh, it to the girls. You know it. You know it. Uh, Do it. <laughs> well, I am Justin Rain. I currently live in Orange County, California. Um, let's see. I ain't telling y'all. Well, I guess forget it. I'm 30 years old. I'm an actor, model, podcaster, content creator, um, entrepreneur, all those great things. Um, 
in the daytime, I actually create digital content for, I help big businesses create digital content. Um, I previously just left a job at Chipotle. So everything you you all used to see on Chipotle.com and the app, all the beautiful visuals, I would lead a team of graphic designers and stuff. Yeah. Wow. And writers who put that together. Yeah. So Amazing. I have come up with slogans, all the digital experiences. I have come up with digital experiences, basically. Um, as far as like me and what I do, um, uh, oh my gosh, I feel like the highlights of my life have been, um, keeping love a secret. A lot of people know me from that. Keeping love a secret is a short film that, um, YouTube red actually cleared. It actually started out as just like a regular film, but YouTube red bought it, um, with, YBN Entertainment or Nunu, and that's really good. It's got like 2 million views. Definitely check that out. It has a volume one and a volume two. Yeah. Um, let's see. I mean, you got a lot of people know me from Triangle, the web series, Infamous. That girl's, infamous that girl's been running for a while, infamous, honey. Baby. She's long infamous. running. <laughs> hey, I mean, but hey, it says a lot of you can have that many seasons and keep going, so... Definitely mm-hmm. shout out to Caesar and BRTV TV Entertainment. That role actually is what kind of like catapulted like my adult, I guess, like getting back into entertainment and acting and all of that. That role was actually kind of like the role that kind of started it all back off for me. Um, from there, I mean, I recently did um, a short film, which I don't know if it was that short. It was called Party and Play. It's we a horror it. comedy. <laughs> Shout that out to Samson. Really, really funny with Samson McCormick. Mm-hmm. He wrote him. and starred in it with me. And that is really, really fun. If you all love Beyonce, I mean, love Miss Giselle, yeah. I yeah. mean, 9481. Yep. then I think you guys would really, really love this movie. Like I said, it's a horror comedy, so it's kind of like scary movie. I mean, it really mm-hmm. is like that. The whole idea of kind of like if when being a Beyonce stand goes bad, basically. Uh, <laughs> can you love Beyonce too much? I don't know. Um, <laughs> and then um, have my podcast, Fuckboy Problems, which, I mean, it really is that. We talk about fuckboy problems. Um, I was inspired by Issa and Insecure, actually. So, you know, like each episode is called Hella This, Hella That. Each episode Mm -hmm. is all based around kind of like a pun or a type of person you will meet. So, Mr. Plant Daddy. You guys know what plant daddies are. So, Mr. Plant Daddy, that was a guy who kept his plant... Right, that was a very recent. That was a mess. A guy who kept his plants in his bathroom and in his shower, and decided he would rather um, forgo hygiene, personal hygiene, for his plants. Um, Mr. AARP, that's the older guy. Mr. Urban uh, Urban through the woods. That's a lot of creative relationship. Mr. Can't Keep It Up. Um, That's probably like the biggest part, but I really try to like be inspired by these creators out there. And I want to share that for people Um, like Issa Rae, all these people, you can YouTube like their creative workshops. You can YouTube like how they do, you know, how they create and how they ideate. So for me, a huge part of how I create, like I actually come up with most of my stuff in my sleep. So I have to like wake up and like write it down or wake up and just like remember because I dream in color. So I'll see it all kind of play out. And then I just have to go back and like regurgitate it off from my mind but I whiteboard it all I make a huge list of what kind of story and what kind of experience I want the listeners to have and season two was really a love letter to my growth I think season one um of fuckboy problems like it it was about me not wanting to be a fuckboy anymore that's why I don't be a player no more like it's a theme song because I, I didn't really want to be a fuckboy anymore 
and I want to grow past this whole like, okay, you don't get what you want. So you react and you cheat or you react and you sleep with someone else. So this situation is going on in your life and you're making this choice that is self-sabotaging and not helping you in any way. Season two was about, okay, you know now what not to do. Are you going to do it? So it was really about me like walking the walk and talking the talk and through my change and through my growth, the stories changed. And hopefully if you guys listen and check it out, the stories got deeper, the people, the messages, the conversations got deeper. We always try to pair a playlist and a psychology tip and things like that um, to each episode, because some people heal sonically for me, when I'm going through things, I'm never yeah. going to tell anyone, but I, if you, if you go and look up my Apple music or go and look up my Spotify, my friends, they always know to like follow my music. Cause they want to see what I'm listening to. Cause you can tell what I'm going through but i mean some people really heal like that and some people are silent suffering so it was really important for me to want to do that and also like give people something okay if the only thing you have this week is one word and one definition and one positive thing that can help you that you need to repeat to yourself every morning then do that let it be the word consistency hey for me sometimes it's just hey be consistent bitch but Yes, first of all, the skin. Yeah, you're beautiful. Like, your, your skin. Yes, I get. We can't. You don't forget that. Yeah. Do y'all want an exclusive? Oh, if you, if you, if you want. I mean, since you begging, okay. I mean, not begging. I <laughs> but um, but no. So I'm actually um launching my own YouTube channel at the end of this week or early next week. So you guys were able to have the whole Justin Wright experience. So it's going to be all about skincare. It's going to be all about style, grooming. Um, I'll do, eventually I'll probably do food because I just love food. You guys get workouts, the boyfriend, Q&A, all this kind of crazy stuff. But I'm gonna just going to be teaching people like, the ins and out of skin, like how I learned about skincare, how to create your own skincare routine. If you want a big, bad, and bougie skincare routine, like me, I have like 30 steps at night. It's too much. Oh. Um, but also, you can do a quick 15-minute one. That is four steps. Yes. Right now, um, if you go and follow me on TikTok at Justin Period Rain, um, I have a really cool TikTok um, to Thought Shit by Megan Thee Stallion. And you guys will see it. It's like the second or third video or whatever. If you comment on that and follow me, you can win actually all those products i partnered with target to give away um come on to give away a full skincare routine so you can actually get products that i've handpicked um and get free shit yeah so you have between now and july 21st you working that's what that's working, what working, we love working, a work we love a working girl you know never working, 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 working. <laughs> and, when my, and when my um youtube channel launches i'll be giving away 30 dollars every month to a subscriber so definitely subscribe to my channel yeah so that's right $30 and I'll be giving away skincare like prize packages every month with different brands that I'll be partnering with like Bliss Cosmetics Neutrogena all that so I have a bunch of like partnerships with brands already and I'm just gonna be like releasing them through my YouTube channel so it's been a lot a lot of work behind the scenes that I've been doing so that's why I've been really quiet and now I'm ready to kind of like show it all there's a whole like video shoot and photo shoot everybody will see for like the YouTube channel yeah, and with the podcast, season three is coming. That's my last little thing, and I'm shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we po- told so you to brag. So many spinning plates, bitch. So many spinning plates. Y'all be thinking like, okay, the bitch is tired, but I'm tired. Now, for real. Um, <laughs> right. Um, um, the podcast is going to be coming right now. I've decided it's going to be coming by the end of September. At the end of September, it's 
um, season three will be out. Season three is all based around Atlanta. So what I do is I pick a city each time I want to be like an LGBTQ hub, mm-hmm. kind of like I was inspired by Impulse. Um, yes. <laughs> but yeah, so you don't have to live in Atlanta, but we try to find as many stories as we can of the majority be based around Atlanta. And it's a whole 90s heartthrob Futurama. So I heard we have to do right now when the social media shifts, when it shifts every time there's a new thing. So like every time you see the podcast, it's a different feeling. So the colors were very bubblegum, very California. This season, next time it's all Think Like Genuine's 100% album. Think, okay, um, TLC, him. Crazy, Sexy, Cool. Um, so that's what you'll be feeling. Kind of like Ungodly Hour, If It Went Gay. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, so. It's the visuals. Yeah, so I'm like so I'm visual, able to get. Yeah, it. So I really create. So I really believe in the visuals. I think visuals are cool. And what I try to do with like the looks and everything, I try to show you different kind of guys you will meet. So like, yeah. So I try to make the outfits my different kind of guys you will meet, different type of people. So everything this season is custom. So everything this season means I'm not eating till September 30th. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I could I, listen. I know I know I know about that diet. <laughs> a, new tra- a new waist trainer just came in from what waist like, trainers. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> but enough about that. And now let's get to the questions. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Merch, no. And I'm gonna have products coming out soon. Skincare products you guys can get. So lots of, lots of crazy fun stuff. You like hit a lot of questions that we were gonna ask. You so really did. Oh <laughs> I'm looking at my notes and I'm just like, girl, you already hit the point on the nail what we was gonna do. But I do want to talk about, you know, the reason that you started Fuckboy Problems. I know in your mm-hmm. season two finale, you talked about the show came from a, you know, a conversation or a space where you were figuring out your identity and then the conversation of like self-control and self-sabotage. And I wanted to know like, have, since the wrapping of like your season two finale, has that, you know, those themes affected how you've moved like throughout everything else um, in your life right now? Yeah, so by the season finale, I will say, um, so I moved from New York City to California in September 2019. Mm-hmm. So um, I was just rapping season, I was just rapping season one at that time. And I was just kind of, I was ending a relationship, like I said on the podcast, I was in a relationship. So we in a relationship, I think it just kind of like, it's kind of like a bomb in your life. It kind of like sets yeah. up a bomb in your life. And you're just kind of like sitting there with like the remnants of like, you know, like this whole like explosion. And I think it takes a while to kind of try to like clean all that up and put all the pieces together. And, but what I did already have was like a garner or a good grasp on what I didn't want my life to be. What, yeah. I, what choices I didn't want to make. Um, so going into season two, self-control really wasn't the issue. The issue was kind of was more so self-sabotage it was, mm-hmm. and also knowing how to see self-sabotage before I do it. So saying, OK, yeah. are you doing this because you really feel this? Are you doing this because you really want this? Are you doing this because you are afraid of doing the latter? Are you doing this because, OK, like, do I need to go out and party when I know I need to do this thing at 6 a.m.? When I haven't partied in three months. And I said all day that I was tired or I didn't really feel like it. (laughs) But then all of a sudden, I I started getting anxious when I started thinking about this thing that I needed to do. 
Okay. Right? Because that's kind of how it happens. You feel anxious. It's just like, so now every you want to do everything else but the thing that you owe to yourself. Yeah. So then that's when my mindset changed. All these things are for yourself. And other people can think it's selfish. You can do whatever. But what mm. I will say is the ba- the greatest lesson I learned was to tie all this shit back to myself. Mm. These are gifts to myself. Every episode I release, every project I complete, everything I check off my to-do list is a gift to me. Mm. because this is something that I'm pouring into myself. You don't like your situation. You don't like how much money you make. You don't, you want to be able to do this full time, whatever. These are love letters to myself every time I do something. And once I retrained and restructured my mental about all these things, this is not sacrificing my time. This is something I want to be doing. You know, and that doesn't mean I don't always have the energy, like to your point or whatever, debris. Like, yeah, you have to give yourself grace too burnout is a thing i'm not afforded mm. the opportunity to not have for you know to be able to do this full time so yeah. i have a job and the combination of those two means sometimes i don't have the energy but um yeah just being able to see those things and being able to kind of stop it when i can that doesn't mean i always do but by the end of season two i felt whole and i think the stories that we were telling were whole and they were nuanced and actually Season two, I wanted to tell those stories in season one, but I don't believe I was ready mm. to be able to have those conversations with those people. And I'm just, I just yeah. feel so blessed because it's growing and it's climbing. So I'm so excited for the people in season three because halfway through season two, season three people were already lining up. So it's just crazy. That's a good feeling to have too. Um, so do you- my headphones are sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my headphones were like disconnecting and connecting. So go, Devin. I wanted to, uh, so I, I'm also an actor. So this uh, question is really important to me. Um, mm-hmm. How did you know that you wanted to be an actor? Oh my gosh. When you get on that stage, you perform, or when you host something, mm-hmm. and you just like know what to do, or like mm-hmm. you can just turn it on mm-hmm. at all times. And other people don't get that. When you're a performer or you're, you're a person who, you know, really love, you're an artist and you really like love your art. Um, there's something about that one piece that will never get old. There's something about, okay, like that whole, the preparation, the, the, the energy, the giving all of that, the studying. Um, I took an acting class where, um, well, I was in a conservatory right before I moved out here. And one of the courses, we did like a six week course where it was sitting on your hands. That was the name of the class, sitting on your hands. And I was like, huh? And you had to perform all your monologues and all your scenes sitting on your hands. Ooh. But it's like, how? who would look forward to your hands being numb, your feet, you know, like your legs being tired, all of that. Best class of my life. Because all you got to do was sit on stage and perform things. And I think like, yeah, like that was a moment I knew when like you, when I would go to sleep, when I would crave it, when I would be tired, but then I would be coming from work and I would be like driving from Jersey all the way back into New York City to host something from Impulse for an hour and a half for no pay, but just because I knew like there was going to be no greater high than that feeling. Yes. Yes. Okay. I, I, I definitely um, identify with that experience. It's really amazing. Yeah. Um, the gratification you get out of doing these productions and you will, you will travel far to do some shit that you are either not going to get paid for. Or you're going to be underpaid <laughs> for, you know what? And that's the first time I've heard someone say that. Cause I literally do. I, no well, you have to, well, I want to, I want to say that 
so that there is, I think now there's a thing growing and there's a generational kind of like thing where it's like, you want to be paid for everything and you want to do the least, or you yeah. want to like be yeah. paid the most and do the least. And I think like you, people have to be like, and everybody wants to stunt. I'm so tired of motherfuckers stunt. Like, on. stop stunting like, like you're making this. Stop stunting like you're doing that. Stop, stop stunting like this gig gave you this when it didn't. Stop stunting like they sent you, that you bought it. Like, girl, like, let's be fucking real. Like, you know, like, because, you know, it takes time to build and it takes time to get to those things and it takes away from the people who actually work to get to it and it also creates this false idea of what the journey is is and the yeah. journey is not that and constantly as an entertainer constantly as an actor me and kyle price we were talking about this and encouraging encouraging each other on social media and talk about it and we didn't have to say a lot about it but shout out to kp first yeah love first kp night. shout so, out to yeah. kp but um you know this shit is not easy and it's not for faint of heart and it takes years some the some people who like blow up viral or whatever whatever you don't have the practice you don't have the thing and sometimes it works out for them great but what i will say is yeah you got to show the whole journey yes and this is a part of it and you have to do certain <clears throat> things that you don't you know that maybe you don't want you don't get paid what you think you yeah. should get paid for right that is and, true and of course you draw the line at some point like at some point oh, you yeah. realize okay i'm at the point where i i don't have to do this anymore um even if you honor like the opportunities that are more meaningful every now and again. Um, but I think you're absolutely right yeah. about that. I also appreciate also the way that you're able to reflect in every instance that you're in and always be able to bring that back to how you can grow. I think that oftentimes a lot of us go through phases or go through motions and not really be able to bring that back to why it is happening or like how it is affecting me and how are these effects, you know, carrying on throughout my life. So I love that how you're able to think about that also when you're in like acting and understanding that also when you were doing the show, the show is not just for you to have guests on for them to, you know, talk about their experiences. It's also for you to acknowledge and confront your, you know, fuckboy tendencies or the fuckboys that you've encountered. And I also want to know, like, has that like helped you like net, like, have more of an authentic life when you're like yeah. navigating these conversations. <laughs> I be sitting there like, bitch, <sighs> go ahead. Because the thing is, so I feel like as you go through life, you be knowing when you can start to see when shit gonna go left. You know yeah. it. <laughs> you, know, you I, I feel like after so many experiences, like I'm not saying there are limited experiences in life, but I will say you know. that you should start to get smart. To some stuff, mm. you start being able to peep the scene. Um, so it's kind of like, yeah, you also have to learn. I think um, a cool thing, I don't want to say Beyonce said it, but in my mind, I always hear Beyonce. Beyonce is, the, is the, the icon. I always hear Beyonce's voice when I say it. You have to control what you allow. I always tell people, um, I control what I allow access to and who I allow mm. to have access to me. And I think you also, had, and I and my ex, um, they will always say that. They would be like, you know, you give too much access. You get too much access. This is you say it like that. And, you know, at the time, like, I was younger and I was, like, bothered. I was like, what do you mean? But, <laughs> like, the core of that still, I guess, is kind of true where it's like, okay, like, he was speaking in a very specific way. But, no, you don't have to give access to, okay, all these people kind of like, oh, you replying to my story, you doing this, da, 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 da. You know, you can let them things be that. At the mm. end of the day, the hype can just be the hype. Yeah. The cute can just feel, you can just feel cute, babes. 
You can just feel cute. Whatever the picture was, whatever the thing was, whatever it is, let the validation be in that box. How about yes. that? Mm. How about that? What if the validation just stayed there and you didn't have to make it a whole thing? Because did it need to be? Because okay, it's, you've been satisfied. Yeah. Were you feeling down? Whatever, whatever. Or did that compliment pick you up? Okay, it picked you up. It stops there. But it's. I think people, we live in this mindset that we have to show people like, aha, like I have this or like look at what people are saying about me because that may be something that they're dealing with, right? There may be some internal stuff. Like I have to show you all that people want me. You know, people yeah, are vibing value. for me. And it's like, girl, if mm. they vibe for you in your private DMs, like we don't, why does that, that's something that you need to figure out why you need to, you know, we need to all have access to that. But I, that conversation of people having too much access to you is really in my head right now. Cause I think oh, that's yeah. something that I, I battle with. really hard about that. Yeah. I work really hard on not feeling like I owe people answers. Mm. I, feel, I, I work really hard on like explaining and giving people over, over explaining myself. I work really hard at not doing that. Um, I work really hard at like try, at honoring people's time. I mm. feel like big or small, whatever, like you are like, hey, this day, this day, this day, you're going to be on my calendar. I'm not going to try to remember it in my phone. I'm not going to pencil it somewhere in my notes section. Like I, you, I think those things are conscious efforts. And I think with the whole like wanting people to see that you're validated, that's just you. Yeah being ready to do the work for you when you want to just be happy with that and be good with it you'll be good when you want to make everything else contingent on other people and external sources then that will be how you live and die but you also will cry when you don't get enough likes like i have done you will cry when you you know when this person be like oh you gaining weight your face like i have done i hadn't had a whole person tell me like oh you need to start showing more skin last summer or like a year and a half ago i started making a commitment to try to like to like shift my narrative and shift how i was showing myself and i had fans who would come and be like oh like i wish you would do this do this more show this show this more you oh, know wow. like these that's the consumerism they feel like they own you. yeah they well, like it's they... like, yeah and i was like okay and i was like but the thing was you still know i have body you can yeah. still yeah. see my body in my clothes like like i'm not a small guy Right. Like you still see my arms, like I still take pictures in the tank. I, you still will see me shirtless from time to time. The thing is, like that is not that's not the core of what I want to be. Yeah, that's not the end of my journey. Like I am evolving now. Like Sailor Moon, did you want her to only have one form? Did you only want her? Did you want to only have one form? Bitch, like, I gotta girl, level up. <laughs> I want a sequel. I wanted yes. wings. I wanted the cute little extra band around the wings cup on Come my on. skirt. Like, girl, I want to level up too. <laughs> like, I, I just don't want to save Earth. I want to save the universe. I want to save the all the planets. Damn, let me be great, God. Gosh, this is a great thing for the Instagram, but no, that's that's essentially like what I tell people now. Like, don't let people put you in that box. But if you want to be that box, then get beat up like a box. In the vein, in the vein of uh, switching to the theme of your podcast, I want to get into more um, relationship um, and romance things. Mm. Um, so one of the first questions we have now is very specific to your experience. Uh, do you feel that the Libra you met in your life helped you learn about your authentic self? Because uh, mm. <laughs> that Libra girl, that Libra was a beautiful individual uh, in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways. 
but in other ways, that Libra was a succubus. Um, uh, well, no, I, I think, I think, hold on, I want to focus on the question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got you. So let me go back. <laughs> but, but no, yes, I think the, I think, um, I just think the Libra um, allowed me, yeah, yeah, I think the Libra allowed me to see that, um, just being really transparent, like, I got to share all the cool things that I like to do and in between the Libra, like, so I had a fuck buddy and my fuck buddy, um, like we actually had like fallen for each other, but it was just like, but the thing was, it was, it was the most organic way to like have feelings for each other because they would just visit me at night. And actually you all don't know it, but one of the stories in the show is like an Easter egg. One of the stories in the show is actually like some of the stories sometimes are my stories and I like Easter egg them. Like, so like, um, yeah. So like one of the stories in the show or whatever, but like, um, yeah, like we came feelings for each other, but they just were like coming to visit. Like they would come at night when they got off work, they were a bartender in the city and they worked really late at the 4040 club. Um, if you know where that is, it's like Jay-Z's club. So like, it was like very tight, very hard to get in, but it like they would work late. So they would just take an Uber all the way from like downtown to like Brooklyn to visit me when I lived in Brooklyn. Oh. That's the time mark. That's why it's the Easter egg. Cause only mm-hmm. a few people could know the time mark. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I only lived in Brooklyn for a very certain period of time. <laughs> Right. I know what I'm doing. Let me but go back. Do, Hold on. But when I do that stuff, I do that so that people, so that the people that do know can make the connections. I know it's very intentional. Doing. Very Marvel. Uh, <laughs> very it's, Marvel. Called it's called petty, actually. <laughs> but <laughs> but no, I just say all this say, yeah. I, I think they taught me about authenticity. I think, but I already was kind of on this journey. I said with the fuck buddy, to where I was saying if you could be yourself around people, because with the fuck buddy, we would watch Sailor Moon, we would watch Harry Potter, we Ooh. would kind of like do these things up with my ex. They um they just didn't like engage. They just kind of were like this version of myself that they met on this day. This is the version that they knew and this is who it was. So like I said, they told you they didn't like Justin Rain, but you don't really know what you don't like about Justin Rain. You just don't like that it's different from the version that you don't. You mm-hmm. just don't like that other people can have me in a way that you feel like you don't, but are you engaging and trying to get to know me? Are you mm-hmm. engaging and really like doing, am I? doing what I need to do to allow for us to engage with each other, which actually it would be my fault. Because if you hadn't cheated, this person would have closed off. And maybe that's why they didn't want to get to know you. Maybe that's why they didn't want to let you in. So you got to look at yourself too. I also want to go into this this conversation about communication. I think that is very vital. And I think that is very important in relationships. However, that is always at the core of why we dissolve in spaces. Because it's either we didn't communicate that we weren't in the space of happiness right now. We didn't communicate the infidelity, like, you know, all of that stuff. So do you think that, or do you all think that communication has to be already instilled in a relationship? I mean, instilled before you get into a relationship or it can be taught throughout the relationship? I think it depends. I think I I am learning and I can't, my opinion changes, but I think it's yeah. about your your skill in communication. Mm. not necessarily your communication because you can put two different communication styles together you can make it work right but i don't always believe that if i'm here and i communicate on this level like the way i communicate now is very different than i did three years ago 
but yeah. that's with therapy. That's with tools. That's with right. emotional maturity. Yeah. That's with emotional intelligence now. Being able to pull those words. Yeah, and those, and those now new experiences. Like, all these things are in my toolkit now. So I don't believe sometimes you can take one person with one toolkit and one set of tools yeah. and then bring mm. them over and they're like over here with a master's degree in this shit <laughs> and then try to put this person with a you know with a GED they do us double they, bolted this the one I that was dating with had oh didn't even have a they had like a little oh <laughs> like god, god damn it <laughs> this person thing. right this person double bolted but my ex was over had like a little I get just it just a little it's latch a right <laughs> come on not a latch ooh <laughs> <laughs> Latch had a hold on our community too. What was that? Twenty? What was that? Twenty fourteen? Latch. That was a good song in the song. I'm trying to tell you, it had a chokehold on the yeah. on, on the queer. Yeah. It had a chokehold on the girl. It did, but I yeah, I like right. that. That yeah. was a song of the summer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I just think sometimes I just think that sometimes is a little hard because you're here and you're able to go into conversations and go into things with such depth and breadth that this person may be limited. And sometimes that creates frustration, at least in relationships with men. Now, women, women, you already know that they're, they got master's degree and everything. Women just superior. I am a feminist. I believe, you know, women are God's gift, queens, goddesses, all this stuff. You know, we love women. You know, shalom, all the great stuff. But um, but yeah, I just think men. I believe men's emotional age, and I heard this. It's like half their age plus seven, mm. or half their age plus five or something. And I and I firmly believe that. Um, yeah. And it's a lot of work, and I think it's great to have a man that wants to do the work. I no longer will ever tell someone to be with a man that want that doesn't want to volunteer to do the work. Because oh, I don't think if he right. wants to volunteer to do the work, then baby, you don't want to go gray. You don't want to go yeah. gray. You don't want to do that to yourself. Yeah, Darwin, you I remember we talked about this couple a couple episodes. It's like in your relationships now, you want somebody that has emotional stability. You know, you don't want somebody that is not able to understand your hurt in the time, their emotions in that time, and just be able to be like, like, like very. I need you to be stoic. able to communicate them. Yeah, <laughs> I can be a very I can be a very cold person emotionally. I may not always share everything emotionally, but I know how to articulate those things when the time is necessary. Yeah. And I think if you cannot find the words, then like unless you're dating like a, a trained professional, yeah. how are they gonna how are they gonna be able to accurately like see into all these things that are going on? You gotta open your mouth. You gotta use your words, baby. I say this all the time, <laughs> probably more than I should, and annoy my partner because I'm like, what did that mean? Use your mm. words, open your mouth. Come, like, you gotta push. You do have to push because it's like when yeah, we say, and, and, "I'm fine, I'm good." Do, I don't mean anything by that, but the thing is, is that really what you meant? And yeah. I always try to do this thing. I'm like, "Is that really what you meant?" Because that's not how you said it. So mm. and so then you reset, and I'm like, "Next time, I need you to say it like this," because mm. what you said was something different. And some people are literal. I'm a very literal person, and niggas are very literal sometimes. But yeah. like, they just take shit as face value. So you got to use your words to say what you mean the way you say it. And I'm very conscious of that. So that's why sometimes you, you may feel like I'm saying it like, you know, the dummy's way, but you know exactly the way I feel and what I mean. Yeah. Say what you mean and mean what you say. One of my favorite phrases. I live for that, bitch. You got to be transparent at this mm-hmm. point. Words exist for a reason. And there's so many ways and so many nuances uh, <laughs> that you can use them in. And um, I think that, I mean, you don't have to be a freaking wordsmith, but... If you know how you feel at some point, you can uh, 
get around to explaining it to someone. Yeah, but niggas, we can be a wordsmith when we want to get that box. When we want to get what we want <laughs> to get, bitch. Not when they want to get the box. I, when I want to get that box, bitch, I can tell you every algebraic formula if I need to. You know but, it. Okay. But if I, if you are asking me how I'm feeling today, bitch, I don't even know what two plus two is because that is a whole nother conversation. But if you want, if I want this raws, bitch, I'm about to be doing long division and I'm going to show you that I can, division. now can I eat? Like, now can I, can I suck? Fuck? <laughs> like, but it's, and we pick and choose though. And oh, I think that's Lord the Jesus. thing is, oh yeah. We the pick and choose. Uh, the selectivity. Irks Mr. My, Selective. Irks my <laughs> it tries me. Cause my thing is, I need you to be committed to a thousand, the same thing every day. Yes. And I'm gonna call it out. Yes. I, listen, I'm Mr. Selective. I, I can admit that. That's my tag. <laughs> uh, that, that, was your, that was your episode, Mr. Selective. That was me. Listen, I, listen, all of your mm. episodes, I want to say you are very like intentional with the concept of your seasons and also your guests too. So I want to shout that out. Like I'm when I listen to it, I specifically go to what I what I have been able to identify with and some that I'm like, mm, what do I? And I listen to it and I'm yeah. like Damn, like that was That's my fuckboy tendency. To be able to jump in, and <laughs> right. yeah. And I appreciate that. Do you like? I know you talked about you talked about you know you're very intentional with like the blackboard and the like whiteboard and all that. But with your guests, do you already have to have some relationship to know their experiences in that category, or is it just something that like mm-hmm. happens? So, season one, I knew all the people, but I think sometimes knowing people they don't always give their best self yeah. on a show or sometimes, you know, like dealing with artists. You guys have had a like guest by now. Like, you know, tons of guests by now. So like guests are just weird and it is fickle. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it's just fickle because sometimes you can come because yes. sometimes you can come there, you can, sometimes a guest can come there with their set agenda. And some uh, sometimes a guest can come there thinking, okay, this is where I'm gonna be at. And I think with fuckboy problems people let the name get in the way of the message because mm. it's really not salacious. It's really yeah. not anything like that at all. But I don't know why people think that that's like where it's going to go. Like it's going to be like ghetto, like all oh, it's just going to be about the drama and we're going to be like, man, like, you know, like bashing your exes. That's like the least of the conversation. Um, but yeah, with the guests, um, season one, I knew all of them. Season two, I will say, well, Season two, about half of them I knew. Some of them were actually kind of like reconnections. So like Hassan, me and Hassan actually worked together. But mm-hmm. we were never actually friends. We were just kind of like associates, kind of like out on like the outer rim of like knowing each other, like third level connections on LinkedIn for like yeah. reasons. That's people you just <laughs> okay, kind of like, yes. you know, I was just saying, like that's a great way to yeah. put it. People know it real easy. Um, but what this show did, I was at, I, but I was watching him. I was watching his thing. And what a lot of people know is like, I like push myself to grow. So I made myself join Twitter to like go out and find other people and see other stories and like do yeah. all this. So I was, go- and that's why season three is like so good because all your Twitter faves. Um, I'm excited. But yeah, so, uh, but yeah, so it, season three was more like people who were like associates, people had just great stories. Mm-hmm. So like my producer, he go like, he goes and brings me like lists. And sometimes there are people I know and I'll reach out personally and we'll have a conversation. I, but I, but I already have my story art of all the stories I want to tell. So mm. actually, they choose how they want to enter into the show. It's actually not me. So I just tell them, like, pick your top three. 
And then from there, we have conversations about kind of what the experiences are. And then I now know enough about like the show and the listeners and yeah. what kind of stories I want to tell to be like, hey, nah, that's not going to work. Or be like, this is really juicy, but are you going to want to really like do the work? Mm-hmm. Like one person season one, he broke down, he was crying. Um, I forgot the name of the episode right now. But yeah, like you had shit yeah. all on your floors. Like he was talking about getting cheated on and he was coming home to shit on the floors and you got beat up and y'all caught the cops and all this. And it was just a lot for you, but you were still in it. Yeah. So we have conversations like that where like I'd be like, okay, but are you going to be ready to go there with this? This might not be yeah. time for you. Right, right. Which we've done that with one person like Philip. Um, another story he was going to tell, Philip Michael, I was like, no, don't do that story. Do something else because you're not ready yet. But it's a mix between like people I know, people I don't know, people who maybe I've like seen and we passed each other. Yeah, not pal. Sorry, Philip. Um, in this season, pal, mm-hmm. pal was just at my house. <laughs> we was just shucking and job. We was just shucking and job for the four. Come on, yeah. I love pal. Yeah. So much. Yes, he's gonna be making me something for season three. You see, he I made the um, he made my do rag for the finale. Yeah, it's sitting right here. Come on. You put a lot of work and intention into your episodes and your podcast. And I really appreciate it. I want to just like highlight that, like listening to it. And the concept is not just like it's you're very intentional and you also are allowing your guests to choose, you know, how vulnerable and how intimate you want them and how they can be in those spaces, which is very it makes great content. You know, and I really want to appreciate that because I listen to them and I'm like, it's it you t- you take it with care and it is like your literal baby. And I appreciate that every entry, even from like the promo Thank picture, you. you take pictures, you have a producer. Like I'm like, this is not just a day in the park, bitch. It is it is work for him. <laughs> and I appreciate yeah. you put that time. Podcasting is not just podcast a walk in the is, park. It's not okay. easy. I think even getting your podcast online, I always tell people I've been trying to um, help people. Like, that's why I said, like, my finale, I really want to help Matthew. Um, I feel like I'm in a place where I'm kind of like growing. I have my thing figured out. So I want to like share and like support others. I'll say I want us to stay connected and nurture our relationship. But yeah, yeah, um, I, Mm. I put a lot of energy into it. But like this whole podcast, like I just asked my best friend, like he had these skills and these talents. And I was like, you have an amazing attention to detail. Like, mm-hmm. do you want to do this? Now season three, Meg Sunga, I think she's going to be the, I think she's going to be producing the show. She's an amazing, amazing producer of some other great podcasts. So I think she'll be producing the podcast this season mm-hmm. to allow my best friend to just be my best friend. Mm. Um, but yeah, like I'm really excited. Like I said, um, it's, I think it's I think it's pretty great. I think it's, it's, it's it, is. It. it is. It is. It's a lot of work, but it's yeah. cool. So in the vein <laughs> of the title um of your podcast, uh let's let's talk about fuck boys for a second. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm like, yes! <laughs> Will you talk think, about my children. Do you think that the media or uh people's general perceptions um make us feel like somebody's being uh, a, a um, excuse me a fuck boy like are we basing how we assess people off of what the media shows us right because if oh sorry <laughs> now see i don't okay now this is only because so one thing i really tried to do in season two was ask people how do they define a fuck boy nice because the whole idea of this was 
it, it a fuckboy is supposed to be like like season one i had this whole thing where i was like this, uh, also elusive like a sean too it's like this like mystical like thing no, that you right. cannot find like that's what it's supposed to be like this like thing you look up in the urban dictionary like that's what i wanted a fuckboy to be not actually like attached to gender it was supposed to be like this wild creature in the woods mm. you can't find like a woolly mammoth. So <laughs> like it was fuck? so the whole idea of this is that everybody's like thing, like about a woolly mammoth, everyone's story is different. Everyone's like, oh yeah, what it is is different. Yeah. So no one definition is the definition. It's your definition of what a fuckboy means to you. So, but what we found was there are some resounding things that are the same manipulation not caring for others you know like a lack of those things those are the core things that tie us all together that tie our journeys together that create this kind of connection no matter where you are you can meet a stranger and say oh yeah bitch you met a fuck boy we can say one two three things and you know oh yep. yeah there you go fuck boy boom yeah. yeah but other than that all the other pieces don't matter and honestly isn't that what humans are we're all humans right at the core all these things make us the same and it's the nuances of all this other stuff that we dress up that make us different yeah. but a fuck boy is a fuck boy i think i think past like those definitions like all the other things are like intrinsic to you and i think it just allows that space you know like allowing people to define it just allows that space for it to be like oh, okay it's it's what yeah. i see it as but they usually say a lot of the same things yeah. I think that is important um, as well to understand like a fuckboy is something is specific and detailed for you. Like, for example, somebody that may like cheat on you or, you know, do some infidelities that may not be a fuckboy to mm -hmm. you. That may not. There may be some levels. You might think there's some understanding. But to me, that might be my fuckboy. To you, yours might be somebody that just doesn't communicate when you're around. Yeah, everyone right? has different limits. And I, I want people to understand that because in like media, you see media and you be like, oh, he's cheating. He's not the best. It's like, girl, like, yeah, sometimes, that's why, sometimes, season, that's yeah. why season one, we went through all those fuck boys, like people, because I wanted to kind of like carry out like, okay, it's not just this person that did this. I wanted to carve out kind of like these types of behaviors, like what are yeah. they doing? Mm. And that's actually why, actually shout out to my producer. That's actually why we created fuck boys in the news to show people the characteristics so like yeah. when you hear oh, me wow. pick out like stories what i'm actually what you hear me talk back is oh they did this thing they did this so i'm teaching you these behaviors are what makes them a fuck boy not mm -hmm. all this other riffraff because they could have cheated they could have lied they could have embezzled all this shit but these are the kind of behaviors that we kind of think you know like yeah. make a fuck boy and then also like for other people be like okay well like you may think this is this right mm -hmm. I want to go into this conversation of intimacy and not just like mm. a, a romantic part, mm. but like a platonic thing. Do you feel that intimacy like plays a part in your relationships in general? Like that, that is that the deal breaker if like someone is not able to be and intimacy in our terms is not just like physical, right? Mm. It's emotional, it's mental, it's spiritual. Like, does that have does that have play a part in your everyday relationships? I think for me. It's um, it's kind of nuanced because I have like I think like my relationships kind of like orbit me kind of mm -hmm. like in different rings of closeness. So I have like a certain level of like associates and friends. I feel like on a certain professional level where like I feel like we're close and there's a certain level of connection. But you may not know like my day to day or my personal to a past certain point. Mm -hmm. um and then there are people who are like closer who like we could have conversations we could talk about things that are going on 
I don't know. I just think like intimacy is a very different thing and it's difficult, but I think reciprocity is, excuse me, the name of the game. Mm. I think mm. what I found in, what I don't like, I think if you look at LA versus New York, I think in New York, you, there's an intimacy in space just because it's a small space. <laughs> so, yes. um, so when you're at a house party, like, and you're having a conversation with this person and you get to know them, you know, you're in this type of space and you chose to stay in this small space. So that was yeah. kind of like you all both like green light, you know, to get to know yeah. each other's friends, whatever. Um, whether it's in LA, I think some people are fine with a certain level of like, kind of like inauthentic intimacy where, mm. you know, like you want to feel like, you know, me whenever you enter a space, but you don't actually ever want to feel like you have a relationship with me or like you, mm. you just want to be like, okay, we cool. We know each other. You want to be like, oh yeah, I know him. Or you, you know, I think in LA, like that, like a lot, I should even remove it from LA. Um, I think some people like that level of intimacy where you just want to be connected. You don't want to actually have any investment past that. Mm. I think there are also some friends, like I had a friend who is the complete opposite of that. If they don't know your blood type, you're not really friends. I had a friend. Oh, bitch, like, damn, was, hold on. <laughs> yeah, like, no, I had, I had a friend who, like, and I also learned how you can demote a person. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to completely remove a person from your life. Mm-hmm. So that person, they're demoted and we can connect. You can see me on, you know, you can see me on social media. We talk via my DMs on Instagram. Yeah. I'm on their close friends. They're not on mine. I don't believe in close friends. My close friends are my close friends. I text Period. them. But that's just my attitude. Oh, um, I get that. But yeah, so like, yeah, like we talk or whatever, but they felt like, okay, if you did not tell them all the details of the story, like, let's say, like I said, okay, like, yeah, like I'm at home today or like, yeah, I came back home from work and I'm like, yeah, my job told me to go home. Okay. That was my story. I told you my job told me to go home. You don't know my job told me to go home for 10 days, 30 days, don't return, collect, pass, go, collect $200. Like they need to know every single term of that contract that I collected severance. And if I shared it with another friend, like in different detail, or maybe my best friend who I share, like, okay, like, yeah, they gave me severance and they told me not to come back. Like, you know, in great detail where I felt safer, maybe. Yes. You know, this person felt mm-hmm. like, okay, that that is not, you know, that is me lying because I'm withholding all of the truth of the situation. So I think intimacy is a very difficult thing when you don't understand the terms that each one of you are kind of entering into the situation or, you know, like dealing with each other on. So I think it's always good to know, like, hey, I was very transparent. I'm like, hey, I'm trying to make friends. Or, hey, I'm trying to do this. So no, like I want to get to know like creatives or whatever. I think that also kind of like encourages and begets the level of intimacy or kind of connecting in a way that you want being transparent about what you're looking at, looking for, or looking to get out of it. Hmm. Do you, uh, in your own experiences, uh, do you find that you get a consistent type of fuckboy or that it's like a new one presenting it, uh, himself each, or themselves each time? I cannot say that I have been fuckboy that much. I have, uh, I have actually been... Well, I, I don't think it's delightful because think about all the other people <laughs> that I fucked over. Right, so what you are... Right. The question was, motherfucker, right. were you the... Pro- <laughs> Well, we already know that. I, I missed the fuck. I missed the fuck. Yes, my problem. You yes. know, I'm, I'm the issue. Um, I would say like yes. a consistent. I can't say that I met like a consistent person. But what I will say is you see consistent behavior. 
I believe whenever a person is being a fuckboy, you can tell um, what they're doing. You can tell that, okay, like this is an issue and this is just who they are by when it repeats in a cycle. Like what I will say, like there was a dude or whatever. um, He will always say like, okay, like, yeah, like when we first like connect or whatever, we're not gonna talk about the, what, whether God was blessed with connection. <laughs> but um, yeah, the kid would be like, "Yo, like, yeah, like you, I want a relationship, I want a relationship." You know, everybody wants a relationship, right? But then I don't know like, what that means. Digits, I don't know, right? So I always give people the bat phone, you know, or like my work line and not the bat phone. So you have like, yeah, so you have the work line and you have the bat phone. You have the bat phone. You can get Sailor Moon anytime you need. You know, I can save the day. You know, not everybody got access like that. Um, So like, yeah. So like I give this kid like my work phone and what do you do? As soon as you get this number, you send a nude. But you just said you wanted a man. You you didn't say you wanted to get your, you didn't say you wanted to get some dick. Mm -hmm. But then I'm like, all right. So I don't need to respond to you. Period. Like, yeah, but I just think <laughs> I just think it's I just think it's interesting. I think a lot of times people I think fuckboys make that mistake. So then when we reconnected again, the kid does the same thing. When we he we actually was in my same city. We hang out. He's talking about, oh yeah, I'm not about that shit. Da, da, da. We hang out. You like the, you have like a couple of like margaritas or whatever you call them things. What do you call them little um thought juice? What is it? Yeah. <laughs> Lime margaritas. Oh, um, yes, those are... Ooh, not Margaret's uh-huh. side, the lime maritas or whatever. The thigh juice I love a good lime marita. Dude had, like, one thigh juice, and then you're trying to, like, jump my bones. And then you want me to fuck you raw. And I'm like, all right, wow, choices. Um, yeah, so I don't know. It, like, there's no credibility in your statement. Mm. So but so then the next time you do the same thing, and so now I'm like, okay, like, this is a habit now. Mm-hmm. Like... Like, dude, like, there was this dude or whatever, like, you talk all this stuff or whatever, like, you want to do this, and then you send me a dick pic, like, out of nowhere. No one Girl, wants a random dick. I, Girl, I don't know what kind of, but see, that also speaks to the type of caliber of person that you dealt with, and that was, like, a yeah. really good thing. Like, my best friend, he put me on this, and it hurt my feelings at first, but then it stopped hurting my feelings when I when I shifted and changed who I was. He was like, they only do that because they think they can. Yeah. Mm. That's the problem. Or that, and then I'll tell you the other half of that though. This is the other half that people don't say. They only do do that because they think they can, or that's all they deal with. Right. Yeah. That's the piece that they leave that's in that statement because the first half of that makes you feel like you are in that same box. No, that just means someone may have tried to put you in that box. And what you allow, what you will accept, that all makes a difference. So I think it's just peeping the shit and then moving. You know, people don't walk what they talk. And you they know, don't. if they are, you'll see it. Cause see, this man right here, he asked me, did I want to see the movie The Photograph? I said, Yeah, I had seen the commercials or whatever, you know, East of the Little Love was cute, or whatever. I was like, that's nice. He was like, Do you have a Valentine? I was like, No. And then he was like, Well, can I be a Valentine? I was like, sure. You open the door. This man, you open the he, door. Did, he did. And this man was like, Well, I don't live in the same state as you. He was like, Can I still take you out on a date? Can I still take you to see it? I said, sure. I got a flight confirmation. He showed up. He took me out to see. He took me out to see his movie. This man crossed nice. states. Nice. Yeah, that's 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 how you do it. But you deserve. <laughs> I mean, it <laughs> is like be about your shit. For, Come on, show yeah, up. Yeah, how. I mean, you could you put up for you shut up. You know what I mean? Like I'm just saying, you know, just just be about what you talk about. Certainly. That can be big or small. Certainly. Well, Justin, thank you so much for being with thank us today. All. We. 
we have so many stories with you right now. Like, I appreciate all the, like, stories and the transparency that you gave us. I'm just like, girl, I know so much about my tendencies, also other people's tendencies and what to look for. So yeah, I had to I ask really myself. Like, I was like, girl, you're a fuck woman. I had to text. I, I think text. everybody, I want to be trans, I think when we wrap it up, I think everybody has or has experienced themselves yeah. fuckboy tendencies. It's about yes. acknowledging that. It's about acknowledging acknowledging that and like being like, okay, let me try to get away from it. So you, know you it. can just choose not to do it. I think if you, I think if you just gain a level of self awareness, yeah, to yes. be like, hey, why? Ask yourself. This is one thing I tell you. Ask yourself, why are you doing this right now? Is yeah. it because you know, yo, I I actually genuinely want to fuck, yeah. or do I want company, or am I lonely? Have I had yes. a bad day? Just answer that question honestly with yourself yeah. so you can make sure that you're moving, you know, in alignment with your spirit, with what your goals are. And honestly, it's all about intention. It's all about intention. It is. Well, Justin, let, let the listeners and viewers know, last minute, I know you mentioned it, but like at the end, what is next for you and when is season three of Fuckboy Problems coming if you know their date yet? Yes. Okay. What's next for me is, like I said, I'm launching my own YouTube channel. You guys can just go ahead and subscribe. If you go to my link tree, it's linktr.ee slash Justin Rain. J-U-S-T-I-N-R-A-Y-N-E is all one word. You guys can get all my social medias there, all that good stuff. Or you can just go to my Instagram. The link is there too at Justin period Rain. That is launching, like I said, next week. Like I said, I'm doing um, a skincare giveaway with Target. Um, if you follow me on TikTok at Justin Period Rain, that ends on July 21st. All you have to do is just comment and follow me on TikTok to enter to win like a really cool gift pack from Target. It's a really pretty tote. It's like canvas. Come on. Um, with the little bag and all. It's like four amazing skincare products. And you also get my merch from Fuckboy Problems. In nice. season three of that will be dropping um at the end of september i don't have an actual date yet but i know it's gonna be the last week of september probably that monday because i always would do mm-hmm. episodes on monday but that's it i think for now um and yes. you guys can also catch me on the panel with maddie rants as a guest on sundays sometimes i pop up in there and then you never know there's a lot of other cool stuff coming out and yeah Yes. Well, where can they follow you at? That's we yes. need. Where can they follow you? Yeah, they can follow me on Instagram at Justin Period Rain on TikTok at Justin Period Rain. Um, on I mean on Twitter at Rain R A Y N E underscore Justin. Like I said, you can find all the links at linktr.ee slash Justin Rain. You can yes. find the socials there too, so you can find anything and everything you want right there. Yes, and. Of course, you all can follow us on our platform and our social medias. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Lord Every. That is underscore L-O-R-D-E-V-E-R-Y. And you guys know you can find me on Instagram at Derwin King. That's D-E-R-W-I-N-K-I-N-G. And on Twitter at Free Negro. That's F-R-E-E-N-E-G-R-E-A-U-X. 
And if you all would like to continue to follow the podcast's information, you can hit us up on Instagram and Twitter at that Black Boy Joy. If you would like to write in and be a guest on the show, you can also hit us up at our Gmail account at that Black Boy Joy Podcast at gmail.com. And you also can watch our videos of our podcasts um, on YouTube as well at that Black Boy Joy. And I actually want to leave with a different um, little quote that I say at the end that I actually got from uh, one of your, I think the most latest episode, um, Justin, is don't let your past shame and fear cripple you. I wanted to leave with that because that is very honest in this space. And I think that is in relationships as well. So I want to leave with that. And, you know, Darwin, do what you do best. Do it.